Imagine More is a weekly podcast that explores the stories, passions, successes, and failures of young, unconventional entrepreneurs. Chantel works to uncover the person behind the passion and unpack the ingredients of their entrepreneurial minds. What is it that makes them imagine more? Hey, and welcome back to the Imagine More podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today we're here with Danica, the CEO of Everywhere Agency, an industry friend of ours. They are a leading social media and content marketing firm, Then they work with Fortune 500 companies. She's created award-winning campaigns for clients like Macy's, Carter's, Oshkosh, Coca-Cola, Cox, Moe's, and many others. Let's get started. Hi, Danica. So, so welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Chantel. So great to be here. I love the podcast. Yeah, we're eager to learn more about your company and how you got started. And I suppose to kick things off, can you tell everyone a little bit more about Everywhere Agency? Sure. Everywhere Agency. We're everywhere. We're a social media (laughs) strategy and influencer marketing agency. We're based in Atlanta, but we work with Fortune 500 brands like Macy's, Carter's and Oshkosh, Auto Trader, Mattress Firm, Charbroil, brands like that. That's great. Well, how did you How did you get into starting your own company? Let's dive a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the motherhood of invention is, right? Necessity. <laughs> I really didn't have a choice. Um, I was working at super big PR firm in 2008. I had just taken the job and two weeks later the economy collapsed and I had a big job, big office, floor to ceiling windows, big title. And I was like, oh yeah, this is not going to last. So there I was working at Ketchum as a matter of fact, um, in this big job and, and I got laid off. But before I got got laid off, I had taken some clues from being there, which this is around the time that Obama got elected, right? You know, the economy collapsed, trust was at an all-time low, but all of the clients were walking in and saying, we want that thing. We want that social media thing that got Obama elected. And I looked around, I thought, wow, second largest PR firm in the world, and they have a couple of people on staff that do that thing? Mm -hmm. Maybe I should do that thing. <laughs> so I hung up my own shingle and um, decided to go into the wild, wild west of social media. And, um, you know, it turned out it worked. Wow. And I know you were, I mean, I would love to dive a little bit into the influencer side of things because I know mm-hmm. in the community and with the brands you're working with, um, influencers seem to be where it's at. So can you educate our Absolutely. a little bit about what maybe is an influencer for those of the those listening who don't know? Yeah, yeah. So definitely back in 2009, when I launched my agency, the word influencer marketing didn't exist. Back then it was called blogger relations. The truth about influencer marketing is it's nothing but good old fashioned storytelling or what we might have called word of mouth. It's just that today's influencers happen to have a digital platform. And really what we try to do at my agency is pair big brands with influencers that love to talk about brands in natural and organic ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think that's really interesting. I think the uh, organic and natural ways is something that I haven't seen um, 
many people do pretty successfully. So do you help guide some of these influencers into like best practice of how to say something? Um, or It's interesting. I would say we have to guide the brands. Mm-hmm. Our brands are so used to an advertising model. You know, we're, we've emerged out of the Mad Men era, kind of, sort of, but brands today still want to control the message, right? When you're hiring an influencer or when you're working with an influencer, if you're doing it right, you're letting them tell their story about a brand or a product or a service in their own voice. So most of the schooling we have to do is more with the brands to say, we've chosen an influencer that already loves your brand and they're not going to regurgitate your advertising message. And they might not say it exactly the way you'd like it to be said, but they are going to say it in a way that really encourages their readers and followers to take notice. So let's give them some freedom. Great influencers are great content creators. Great influencers got their following because they know how to create content that their followers like. So with them, you don't have to guide them so much. What we do have to do is provide them with a clear story architecture to let them know these are the brand messages we want you to share, but go forth and create content in your own way. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Did you grow up in a family of entrepreneurs? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's all I know. (laughs) So it's never been too scary. And it's always been something that a little bit was encouraged. You know, I don't think it was encouraged or discouraged. I would say if anything was encouraged was, you know, success and curiosity and education. Um, My mom didn't go to college. My dad didn't graduate from high school. And they did very, very well in life. So if anything, they wanted me to explore the world and find my passions. Um, And it was clear that you've got to go out and make money. You know, I'd seen my parents do that in their lives and achieve great success and be able to send me to college and provide me adventures. So that was really important to me was both to find a living I was, you know, find something I was passionate about and make a good living so I could continue to have adventures. Speaking of adventures, is that something you integrate as a core value or something that's really important for you and your team as you build the team? Um, you know, I, I, you know, as I look at our core values, I don't think, um, adventurousness is necessarily a core value. Um, definitely one of our core values is something called faster horses. It's based on that Henry Ford quote, um, which is if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. So I would say more of our core value for us is to be adventurous about innovation and trends in the industry because we're in an industry that's constantly changing. So we have to be two steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I certainly can relate to that in in our company as well. And um, yeah, your your agency and mine have so many synchronicities and similarities. So yeah, I mean. It- I'd love to do a podcast with you. Yeah, I mean, just talking about... <laughs> if I have a podcast. <laughs> well, we can, yeah, let's start one um, just about social because it is, I mean, just even on the influencer side, I imagine like you guys are starting to think about, okay, the algorithm changes and how, 
Yeah, that's, that is really interesting. Yeah, the algorithm changes, and oh, it's it's. We've got a blog post coming out about that very very soon. So <laughs> well, well, then, because it's in, it's affecting the influencers and how their content is seen, and yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to talk about a, a day-to-day for you. And I, I know sometimes that's, that's such a silly question because there's no typical day for entrepreneurs, but uh, what hat are you wearing currently in your business? Oh, what hat am I wearing? Um, well, for me, I really focus on um, defining the culture, inspiring the team. And then my primary focus is um, business development and leading strategy. Great. Okay. Um, and is that where you hope to be long-term as well, or do you hope to have someone in to do the business development or the strategy piece, or are those your true strengths? Um, I really love what I do. Um, but I also love travel. So if I could figure out some way that I could, (laughs) you know, travel more, that would be a dream for me. Um, You know, I've just got this amazing team that one of our core values I could share with you is it's handled. And so I have this amazing team, not intentionally, but it just turns out that my team is primarily female or they they're all female actually. So amazing team of girl bosses. And one of the things that we agree upon is when you've taken on a project you take it on with a philosophy of hashtag, it's handled, I got it, it's taken care of. And if it's not, I'll come back to you with questions. So to me, the aspect of leadership that I love is mentorship. But when I think of mentorship for me, I'm not just mentoring them, they're mentoring mm-hmm. me. So we really have this kind of back and forth mentorship going. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can certainly relate in that every day, from everyone I'm around, I'm learning something new, um, whether that's clients and partners or the team and approach or how they problem solve. Uh, so it's certainly a two-way street every time. Yeah, and definitely the world I grew up in, a much more hierarchical model, didn't have that. I could never imagine my boss coming to me necessarily for mentorship or guidance, but is there, speaking of Ketchum and, and some of those previous experiences, is there something that really stuck, like stuck with you when you were there that you've, you've either made sure you're not doing in your current role that, you know, really kind of rubbed you the wrong way when you were there or uh, something that you've taken, maybe that's even an organizational system or a way to, like what is I maybe the biggest takeaway from some of these larger companies that you've brought over to your agency? Well, you know, I wouldn't necessarily, I was really only at Ketchum for a skinny minute. So there wasn't a lot for me to take away from that experience, except to know that I don't do really well when I have to show up at a big building at a publicly traded company. That's just kind of not my my jam, but um, but for me, I really think as a woman in business, you take kind of the tapestry of all your experiences into what you do, and you're constantly pulling from maybe something your mom or your grandma told you, or, you know, I mean, the truth is, um, 
most of my career was spent as a television producer, right? And that's not a corporate structure at all. I mean, I worked at SNL. There's nothing less corporate than that. So there are some times when I'm sitting in the quote unquote CEO suite and I'm like, there, there's, I, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't trained for this. I don't, you know, but I am able to access creativity, collaboration, really knowing how to ferret out a good idea, knowing how to move an idea down the chain. Um, those things I pull from my past career. I love that you just touched on like sometimes reflecting and, you know, being honest and saying like, I wasn't trained for this. And I, mm-hmm. I, I love that you're vulnerable and said that there because I often find myself in this role um, saying like, I'm just trying the best that I can and I'm, I'm trying to soak up as much information and I'm just making decisions. Like I have to make the decision, but it's what I think could be best. And um, I just sometimes wish I could wear a sign like, I'm doing my best and I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, because it can be pretty lonely when you don't have someone in that moment to to just relate or level with you and say, hey, I feel the same way, but that's a great decision or, you know, good job there. Well, definitely for you and I, because we're both solopreneurs, um, there definitely is that challenge of it being lonely at the top because it's not like you've got a boss or suite of bosses to go to who are saying, hey, you met your goals, great, or you, uh, you know, you really need to stretch in this area. So you really do have to rely, well, either you've got it within you and you just figure it out on your own. For me, I'm constantly trying to create a, basically a circle of advisors that can help me figure out, um, to give me feedback on how I'm doing. I work with a business coach and that has been a huge difference for me in terms of the build of my business. Um, and one thing I like about working with that business coach is he gives me something which is called two by four therapy. And do you want to know what that is? He knocks me on the side of the head with a two by four. (laughs) Like he's like, you know what your problem is? This is what your problem is. So he gives it to me straight. Really, really honest um, feedback. Does that, does Um, in moments, I mean, of, you know, frustration or worry, does that, that like true honest feedback, does that resonate well? Or, or sometimes you put your guard up of like, well, you don't know the whole situation or you're not here to make this hard decision. Um, um, you know, there's that old saying that advertising messages, it takes seven. If you're putting a message out, it, you have to put it out seven times before mm-hmm. the consumer hears it. <laughs> I think I'm the same way. I think sometimes it takes hearing the message seven times before it really sinks in for, before I truly have that aha moment and where I actually take aha and move it into action. Yeah. And then followed by a two by four, that would be, that would right. help. <laughs> Knocking me on the side of the head with a two by four. How did you find that business coach and how, how often are you working with them now? Well, actually here's what's funny about the business coach I'm working with. His name is Keith Spears. He's actually based in Columbus, Ohio, and he was recommended to me by kind of a sister sister similar agency to mine in Columbus, Ohio, and I just her business was doing swimmingly well and 
you know, she'd had a lot of kind of personal issues in her life. And I was like, how? And she said, you know, honestly, it was working with a business coach, keeping me accountable. So when I first started working with him, I actually had never met him. Mm. Um, so that's so interesting. So you, but aside from business coaches, there's yeah. mentors. It's funny kind of seeing um, who you've had on your podcast and seeing people that are people I've reached out to to ask for advice, you know. Um, Liz Lapidus, Jeff Hillemeyer, these are all people I've gone to and said, hey, I'm trying to do this. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. It's certainly nice to have a network of friend entrepreneurs, and I'm, I'm certainly glad that we were connected as well. Yeah. How, what do you, and I know you've talked on travel, um, is that what you do to recharge and to balance, or is there something else that comes to mind day to day that that really helps you stay. Oh, travel's not recharge. Okay. Travel is adventure, <laughs> okay. explore, climbing a mountain, seeing new vistas. If only thing, if anything that makes me hungrier, you know, and more wanting to take more in. Um, my my recharge is is a little strange. Um, I bake pies. I love that. Um. <laughs> It's something that my mom, my grandma, my aunties all did. And I grew up watching them bake pies, but I could never quite figure out how to do it, partly because I didn't listen and I thought the pies should be pretty (laughs) and I would fuss with the dough. And finally, one day it just clicked and I figured out how to do it. Um, but the whole act for me of baking, of rolling out dough, of the pacing of, you know, when you do different things, chilling the lard, um, chilling the dough, rolling it out, watching it um, bake, that to me is meditative. Um, I do actively meditate. I'm a junkie for every possible meditation app on the planet. So I'm constantly trying out different meditation apps and I use those. Do you have a crowd Um, favorite right now? um, Well, of course the Calm app. Now I'm going to have to look at my phone because there's a new app that's a free app and it's got, it's called Insight Timer. Mm. Okay. Okay. And it's got literally thousands of different uh, meditations on it and they're all crowdsourced. So when you go to insight timer, this is what I do. I look and I see what's popular. Okay. So if I go to popular right now, it's like, what's popular in sleep? What's popular in music? What's popular. And so I just kind of, I randomly try different things. How long have you been meditating? Oh, (laughs) You know, meditation is one of those interesting things. When you first asked that question, I was going to say a, a few years, but the truth probably is more like a few decades because I didn't understand that the practice of meditation is also the practice of failure, mm. which is that you try to meditate and you get distracted. So for many years, I would try to meditate and think, I can't meditate because I get distracted. But I had to really kind of learn that the practice of meditation is realizing that you're constantly going to get distracted and you just have to go back to the meditation. Hmm. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I 
and and I asked how long because I I do continue to I keep getting defeated a little bit of I want to meditate I hear all these people are meditating but for some reason I just can't calm the brain so yeah you know it's funny because um, I think if you're a success oriented person um, and if you treat meditation like exercise like oh great I just ran you know. I ran for 20 minutes and I ran faster than I did yesterday. That's the wrong approach to meditation. Meditation is understanding that it's truly an effort to listen to your breathing, to get to this state of calm, and you're just going to constantly be distracted. And that's why kind of working with apps for me helps because typically the apps, the good apps will say things to me like, it's okay if you get distracted. Just bring it back to your breath. Okay, good. Because I just got distracted for, I think, seven minutes of this meditation. (laughs) But it does help me think better. I mean, I'm a really high energy person. And learning how to be present for my team has been a challenge, particularly as an entrepreneur, because you've got 17 things coming at you. Your to-do list is endless. And... I think when I really focus on meditation and really focus on trying to be present with my team, my business began to prosper even more. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, even just thinking about being present, and it's certainly a challenge that I am trying to work on, um, is that especially in our industry, there's so many distractions on top of we have mm-hmm. to be on social media and we have to, we, we don't really have the option to unplug some. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's annoying for the people in our lives. I mean, even my kids who, you know, they're quote unquote millennials and they're like, mom, <laughs> get off your phone. We just want to eat that meal. Don't take a picture of it. We want to be in the moment. Don't take a picture of us. <laughs> Um, well, I have a few more questions for you to wrap things up. Oh, good. Um, and the first is, what do you see as next on the horizon for your company? Oh, gosh. Great question. Well, we're building our team. Um, we've been kind of on a hiring jag. So with that really comes this, you expand the team, but you want to keep that awesome culture mm-hmm. So can you grow and keep the culture? So we've kind of got our eyes on the prize of that. Um, Definitely for us, staying ahead of the curve when it comes to trends, that is, um, you know, that's a constant, um, that's a constant game that we're playing is never feeling complacent. I remember one mentor I met with said to me, you have to wake up every day scared. And I hate that notion. I don't want to wake up every day scared, but I do want to wake up every day curious about what's new. Not frustrated that things are changing, but welcoming of the fact that things are changing. And, um, you know, for us, we're always on the lookout for influencers to join our network of influencers that are right for the brands that we work with. So, you know, I'm constantly going to influencer conferences and meeting new influencers. And if they're a right fit for us, inviting them in. I love that. I really loved the wake up every day curious 
as opposed to mm-hmm. it almost feels like the the fearful piece of it, or you know kind of just creates a different connotation or a different feeling yes um, being scared and yes yeah I like the curious piece um yeah and this may be a tough one but speaking of pie do you have a favorite flavor that you cook oh my favorite pie okay so um I love cherry pie I really do I'm when it comes to pie I'm really a traditionalist I like to make the kinds of pie that that you kind of remember from childhood so if it's pear hazelnut I'll make it but people don't love it it seems that great food is also is like great memories you want food from memory and pie is one of those kind of iconic dishes so I like all the classics apple peach blueberry um for me also remember I like to make the pies it's not so much about <laughs> eating them so I'll take typically take two bites and that's it. I want to know that my crust takes, tastes good, um, but I don't necessarily need to eat it. It's more the making. Well, if you ever need a buddy to eat it, I am here to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should do a pie yes. podcast. Well, and I, I think I talked to you offline about that's how we, that's how we started as a company and it was over a piece of pie. <gasps> that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yes, we talked about that. But me on the side of eating it, not so much making it. Yes. Um, Well, we'll have to do pie together. What's your favorite pie? That's a great question. I I really fell in love with chocolate ganache pie that I had from this Mm. company. Um, But I do think a favorite would be a mixed berry or a raspberry. Mm. Uh, Raspberry pie. Interesting. What about strawberry mm, rhubarb? Yeah, a little tart. Uh, Too tart for you. But it's making my mouth water. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then last question, if people would like to get in touch with you and learn more about your company journey or um, perhaps they're an influencer, what's the base w- best way to reach out and get in touch? Well, good old-fashioned mm-hmm. email. Yeah. Yeah? So my email, I've got a challenging name to spell, but it's Danica, D-A-N-I-C-A at everywhereagency.com. Great. Well, we so appreciate you being on the show and carving out some time to uh, inspire us with your wisdom. Well, I appreciate you inviting me. Of course.